All right, friends, welcome to the first episode of the podcast. I don't even have a name for it yet. The goal is to share quality content to quality people. The first few episodes are going to be recorded versions of some of the blogs that I wrote. You're going to see the first two, three, maybe four. I find that I'm a bit formal in my approach. I'm very much reading the stuff with not a lot of enthusiasm. We're going to have to work with what we got for now, and hopefully I'll be a little bit more interesting in the future. Obviously, though, priority number one is to inform and provide quality content, and then priority number two is going to be to make it entertaining. So you'll see the first episode is one that I wrote after my first running season. I decided to take on a half marathon last year after coaching people for a good while in terms of running it wasn't really a big priority in my training so i decided to start incorporating more of it to understand the sport better and i talk about that in the episode as you'll see i essentially talk about 10 lessons that i've learned from running and coaching people in the sport of running so i'll leave you guys with that hopefully you make it through the entire episode with my monotonous tone and hopefully i'll see you again for some more stuff because i've got a lot i want to talk about on this podcast definitely please 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 share the stuff if you think somebody would benefit from it and let me know what you think let me know if there's stuff that you want me to talk about more specifically i would love to hear your feedback so without further ado like tim ferris would say let's get into episode one I've now coached people for various running events over the last five years. This year, I finally decided to get more serious about the sport myself. The main reason is that nothing can replace experience when it comes to coaching. Even if you understand the physiology and principles of program design for endurance training, there's a perceptual side to running that cannot be understood without participating in it. One could say the same about other activities such as CrossFit as an example. Pursuing running this year has sharpened my understanding of how my athletes feel during a running session or a race. I also got hooked along the way and will certainly keep running inside of my broader training schedule. Since I just participated in my first half marathon, I thought it would be a good time to share some lessons about running that I have gathered over the years. Um, There should be something for everyone in this article from the beginner to the experienced endurance runner. First lesson, patience is key. One of the challenges with any novice trainee is just that. They are novice. They are very far from the goal and they often it often makes them impatient about the process of improvement. It can be tempting to look for shortcuts along the road ahead, but don't. Slowly but surely, adaptation compounds over months and years of running. Start small, that is with low training volume, and build progressively. Number two, easy does it. If you want to build capacity, you need to accumulate an amount of volume of low-intensity training. In endurance circles, they call it easy days or easy mileage, maybe zone two. Others would define it as the moderate intensity domain. The point is, to achieve peak levels of performance, you need to build a broad base of capacity. This is accomplished by spending a significant amount of time on your feet at sustainable intensities. Most elite runners spend roughly 80% of their time there. Number three, add complexity sparingly. Once a base of easy work has been built, you can start to incorporate training with varying paces or varying intensities. But keep in mind, the bulk of your training volume should, in most cases, remain at lower intensity. 
Number four, you have to go long. You have to go longer. Performance and endurance training is highly correlated with training volume. There's no shortcut. You have to run a fair amount and you have to run more over time if you want to keep improving. Low volume, high intensity programs will only work for a while and they'll inevitably make you hit a plateau. Number five, strength training carries over to running, both for performance improvement and injury prevention. I've also noticed athletes adapt better to running when they have a good base of resistance training. People who start running with no experience in fitness of any kind would be very well served to start lifting weights at the same time. A bit of work in that area can definitely go a long way. Number six, a note on heart rate data. Using heart rate zones can be a useful tool to inform you broadly about intensity zones. That being said, there is a lot of individual variation and external factors that can affect heart rate on a daily basis. It's, cer- it's certainly not a perfect system, and I personally prefer to assign paces or levels of effort as a prescription, and in some cases, I'll use heart rate as an additional data point. Number seven, respect the heat. Thermal regulation can have a huge impact on effort and performance. This is one of the variables that will greatly affect heart rate, by the way. So when training and or racing in the heat, it's important to take this into consideration. You need to prepare for it, know how to adjust training based upon it, and note that your body will adapt to heat with consistent exposure. Number eight, fueling and hydration should be a priority. Many people are hyper-focused on the variables that make the perfect training program to maximize progress, but will pay little attention to getting enough water, calories, and even carbohydrates on a daily basis. Focusing on these without adjusting anything in your training will most likely yield noticeable results. Number nine, the interference effect is not a big deal. So you probably have been told, you probably have heard that endurance training negatively impacts your ability to gain strength or muscle mass, and you've probably been misinformed. As long as you structure your training intelligently, it's very possible to keep improving in other aspects of training while improving endurance for 99% of the population. Only the most advanced and specialized will be impacted by the interference effect. And number 10, don't overthink your technique. Running technique is defined by a multitude of variables. Most of them have not been shown to correlate with endurance performance or with a reduction in injury rate. This applies as an example to striking pattern or foot striking pattern. So don't try to fix your running technique by following some arbitrary standard that a running guru sold you online. It'll probably be better served by simply running varying your paces and routes, and paying attention to what feels right for you. Your body will figure it out over time with more and consistent running. So now, after writing this, I feel like I could probably do a full article on all of these points. So if ever you have any questions or want me to elaborate on any of them, please don't hesitate. I'll be happy to do so. In the meantime, happy running.